Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to the 100th edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawkins. I am joined, as always, by Jay Gold. Happy 100th, everyone. Happy 100th. I can't believe we made it this far. I take all the credit for all 100 episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. I did two episodes before like episode 83. All me. <laughs> and, and joining us once again, she back. It's Marky. Hi, it's the 100th episode, and we are now living in a post-Marcy uh, owning an air fryer world, also in the post-Marcy <laughs> seeing Sonic the Hedgehog 2 world. Yeah, so, I, yeah, my son, Bert, my son Gate's birthday was yesterday. We actually went to the drive-in and called Sonic 2 yesterday, too. So. I'm not going right. go to go into it, but, like, you know, I was I, I loved it. Hype. Oh, I, hype. I won't, once again, not going to spoil it. I might have another podcast where I do a little review coming up, make finagle some things around. Um, but yeah, I lost it at the end there. Great movie. All right. Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, stay, stay through at least the middle of the credit. I'll okay that much and leave it at that. So I will say my mother-in-law took my daughter to that. And uh, I said to her when she left, I said, Harper, did you, uh, did you stay for the after credits like all of them? And she said, grandma made me leave. Oh, so she no, missed no. the oh. after credits. Oh. <laughs> oh, my mother-in-law, just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> for a second, I thought you said your mother-in-law, mother-in-law took you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know what? It's happened before, but I would say uh, she had she ruined it for Harper, <laughs> and that. But we'll try to get it back. I'll try to take her again and see it. So, did you enjoy the movie, Little Joshy? No, uh, please don't do that. That would that gives me like weird PTSD. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> oh, I had to. I'm sorry. We're, we're unwrapping a lot in this hundredth episode. <laughs> it's therapy for all of us. Sit down and relax. We have lots of time. <laughs> yeah, you know, talk, talking wrestling is a very good part of my therapy, actually. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I've, got, I've, got, glad I've got this outlet. And hopefully in a month ago, another outlet, which, Josh, I need to talk to you about that off air sometime this week if we can w- arrange it. But we're not worried about that now. Ooh. Secrets, secrets, secrets. Oh, I, I don't want to reveal anything on the air until I've got some stuff finalized. No. I dig it. Let's do it. All right. But that's got another discussion for another day. Let's go ahead uh, and go over what's on IWTV this week. There is a lot. What's on IWTV? All right. So beginning Tuesday, May 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern time, the world premiere of Remarkable Wrestling, Cream of the Crop, Wednesday, May 4th, 10 p.m. Eastern time. The world premiere of UWFI Contender Series Season 5, Episode 1. And then we go into our first of 11 live events coming up in the next seven days. Jeez. Yeah. Let's do it. That's more events than there's days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to start Thursday, May 5th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Absolute Intense Wrestling Prince Kibernetico de Mayo. It will feature... The Kibernetico match, Team Kate Carrington against Team Dominic Garini. Yeah. Let's go. To Infinity and Beyond against members only, and Katie Arquette against Jocelyn Navarro already announced for that show act of this recording. I, I'm assuming more to come. Although that Kibernetico match is going to be really super long if you've ever seen one. Oh, so maybe not. That could be it. 
Also, Thursday, May 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wrestling Open, Episode 18. Friday, May 6th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Action Wrestling presents Jawbreaker. Your main event for the Independent Wrestling World Championship, AK Mack defending against Anthony Green. Also out Kevin Koo defending the Action Championship against Ashton Starr. Violence is Forever defending the Action Tag Team Championship against Skulk and much, much more. That I want to see. I want to see that that Violence is Forever Skulk match very badly. I'm very much about that entire card. Yep. Friday, May 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Lehigh Valley Athletic Council, LVAC, a.k.a. LVAC, presenting Bash at the Brewery. Willow Nightingale against Tracy Williams in the main event, as well as every good last match of a professional wrestler. And and I got to say, uh, I'm very excited that that show is on IWTV. Uh, I, uh, they don't put, they didn't put the ones last year up until late. I, I don't think they put them up at all. The ones at the uh, Mahoning Drive-In. Um, so we're very lucky to have them finally make a deal with IWTV uh, to see Elbeck because those shows are a lot of fun. It's it's very not you're not gonna you're not gonna sit in front of it and be too serious and be too stressed. All their shows are extremely fun, extremely fast paced. Everybody's involved from the crowd to the announcers to the wrestlers. I cannot wait for that show. Yeah, the cops will be the first time OVA has ever been broadcast live on IWTV. I, Fantastic. I I feel like it's appropriate. I feel like you have to see every good blast match live. And of course, get my gun play. Well, I probably won't get to see it live. I'm a little bummed out about it, but just, you know, just take your phone in with you. You can do a multitask. <laughs> oh, oh the, the wife will kill me. Ah, who's going to know? You know, you, t- you, turn the, you turn the brightness down all the way and sneak that in there, put a little earpiece in. No, you, you don't understand. My wife will figure it out and she will kill me. <laughs> right. But you would still get to see his last match, so... Depending on when she killed me. That's true. You gotta, you gotta get a feeler out, find out when it's gonna happen, and then that's when you got your chance. Make it worth it. All right. Saturday, May 7th, we have five live streams going on. Jeez. Beginning at noon Eastern Time, Super Crazy Pro Wrestling against Inner Demon 4. The SKPW Live Championship, Adrian Coriano against Dreo in the main event. Primal Fear defending the Tag Team Championship against The Rep. Women's champion Debbie Kane defending against Demerit and much, much more on that card. A lot of talent on that card I have not seen before, and that's the one show I might be able to catch live next weekend. So I might have to check it out just to see that talent. Saturday, May 7th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Blitzkrieg Pro presents Look My Way. Alec Price against Ethan Page is your main event on that card. Also on the card, Dan Barry and Quaggle against Jeff Cannonball and Dr. Cube. Travis Huckabee against Tracy Williams. Matt Catherine, Bobby Orlando against Miracle Generation, and much more on that one. Saturday, May 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, KOBK presents Blood on My Jeans. Main event on that card, Adam Priest taking on the Death Samurai Akira. Anthony Henry against Eric Royal on that card as well. Saturday, May 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Dan Styles Intergender Bonanza 12 streaming live, Chondo against Miranda Gordy in the main event of that card, and Sonny Kick actually in action on that card as well. I haven't seen Sonny in a while, so it'd be nice to see him come come back out. I, I don't know if he's still doing the AEW thing. They don't I don't get to see him that often. He should be on TV a lot more. Yeah, Sonny's a hoot too. I, I I like him a lot. And Saturday, May seventh, eight PM Eastern Time. Ruthless Pro and No Peak Underground present Body Count Battle. No Peak Underground Championship on the line. Pero defending against Hoodfoot. That should be fantastic. Randy West defending the Rust Belt Championship against Casey Kirk. 
and a four-way death match, Makata, Tommy Vendetta, Eric Ryan, and John Wayne Murdoch. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we get the premiere of H2O Underrated Epico 23. And then we've got, believe it or not, two live streams on a Monday night. Monday, May 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Southeast first presents Uncharted Territory, Season 4, Epicode 1. Already announced for that card, AC Max, should he uh, successfully defend the title on Saturday, will defend the Independent Wrestling World Championship against Slade. Alec Price defending the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship against Ashton Starr. Finally, confirmed against Culture Inc. and more on that event. With all these live events, can someone please tell me when they're going to do the Mass Wrestler finale with the match? I'm begging somebody to tell me. When? When in the world is that match happening? It ended months ago. When are we getting the match? I mean, it's I, I, the concept is great. We, we went over it. There's 11 shows this week. Can you get me one on these shows? Can I see it once? Can you finish it for me, please? Can we get some resolution? Poor dude, Corey defended the belt twice next weekend. What more do you want from him? I want him defending it against that robot thing uh, immediately. Let's go. Defend against the robot and let's go. <laughs> Look, it'll, <laughs> it'll be defended to TBA. Great. That robot's going to rust by the time it's ready to go. No, he's harvesting the power of Lucha right now. He's getting stronger. <laughs> this is honestly, the longer this goes, the stronger he's going to be for Mac, you know? <laughs> Plugged into the power of Lucha. Ugh. I don't have any inside information, but I'm going to make the guess that it's going to be the main event of one of the Uncharted Territory episodes near the end of the season. But that, that speculation, I the don't... The end of the season? You mean sometime in the summer? He's going to be unstoppable then. <laughs> There'll be no Lucha left. He sucked it all up. <laughs> Again, I'm speculating. I don't know this to be to be true. It could be it could be oh. true now. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna we'll have to ask Jerry about that. Home office, if you're listening, talk to Jerry. And we we miss home office. We should have home office on here for our hundredth episode. Yeah, well, home office going through some going through some stuff. I don't I don't blame him for not being here. Let's... I get it. Yeah, no, no secret. He's been having comeback issues. It's hard for him to get still for any length of time. That's why we were we came out like really late last week. So it's funny because he has back issues, and I'm the one carrying the show all these years. So I mean, let's do it. Come on. What did I should be the one with the back issues? <laughs> wow. <Okay. laughs> yeah. If you can correct my Jay Gold, do not necessarily reflect those of the rest of the IWTV guy staff. <laughs> I mean, because we all know it's me anyways, so. <laughs> it sure is fucking me. And also on Monday, May 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live, H2O presents Monday Night Death, Volume 1. Odic and Atticus Kogar taking on Matt Tremont and a mystery partner in the main event. Now that is what is on IWTV this week. Whew. Busy week. Very busy week. It took us like almost 15 minutes just to get through the schedule. It's insane. I mean, My goodness. we did have a couple tangents there. <laughs> Even go. Tangents, like, what are those? A delight is what they are. <laughs> <sighs> All right, with that, are we about ready for the main event? Let's do it. Hell yeah, let's go. All right, let's go ahead and get into our weekly review. The weekly review. And our weekly review for this week. Southern Underground Pro presenting New Direction. This show took place April 17th, 2022 from Basement East in Nashville, Tennessee. Southern Underground Pro home base. 
Rachel Jackie Glass show with Southern Underground Pro. He's going to be doing mostly stuff in the Northeast moving forward. Oh, that's what I was wondering. By the way, I, I wasn't. I, I'm not familiar. Who who owns Southern Underground Pro? I thought it was Jackie. To be honest with you, that's that's what I thought it was too. So I was hoping that he wasn't going to say like I'm finished and you know he's gone. So I, I mean, I thought Koo and and Dom did some of the booking and things like that, but I don't I don't know who the actual owner is. Maybe we'll have to. I'll have to ask Dom and, and see what he, you know, if he'll give give up some information there. But um, I, know, I know I know Jeff the guy who started it. I don't know if he's given up ownership of it completely or if he's still on paper right. owner and somebody else is just running it for him. Because it, it's not dead. Like they they got a show book for June. So yeah, and I, I'll say it's it's one of my favorite venues to watch it in. I I, I got into it when I when I first met Butters. I, he got me into. Uh, you know, Southern underground. And I, I really do like it. I think it's, it's, it's got a great vibe. It's got a great positivity to it. It's, it's a fun venue. I, I have never been to a show where you just stand around the ring like that. That's kind of something on my, on my bucket list. It's yeah. I, so if I just looked at this venue with no context or anything, I would hundred percent know. Oh yeah. This is like a hardcore venue and they're like the perfect venues for like wrestling. And this is they're also just- no research. I'm just assuming I'm correct, and I I feel like I actually am in this in this scenario. But yeah, it's like I love the feel of uh of here. It's 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 very positive. Like when when I when I started watching them, the shows flow. The people are really excited. You can hear some of the good fan interaction. It's and everyone seems to know what they're doing there. That's the cool part. Like from from the wrestlers down to the announcers, everyone seems to know what they want to accomplish at that venue. And that's very cool. And since it was rebuilt, you know, it was very sad seeing it kind of go down. And then it was rebuilt. Now it, it really looks exactly almost exactly the same. So it's very cool. We should have gotten Justin Summer on this show for that thing. He he's the one with all that out and all the underground pro. He's the one that got butter into it and butter got me into it from there. So yeah. But yeah, I can't be in 2020. Yeah, you can work with the cards you have. That's it. We got this is what we got. Is, <laughs> three <is> three aces. <laughs> okay. The show opens with Rex's Jackie at Kane that it's his last day with the company. And during his speech, he's interrupted by Aki Mac, who comes out to the ring with Ikea Broner. And I love that combination, by the way. Like they need to take that elsewhere. That's fantastic. Definitely. Mac's like, hey, I just defended the title in the Northeast yesterday when I said I wouldn't do that anymore. Gonna I'm in the Southeast. I want to defend the belt. And out comes Billy Stark to take him up on it. So we're opening with the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship. Aki Mack with Ike Abron in the corner defending against Billy Stark. Yeah, and, and and to start off, I think Billy Starks has slowly gotten to the point where she is extremely reliable in the ring. Like, she's come a long way from getting knocked unconscious, you know, at the collective in 2020 or whenever that was. Um, she's extremely reliable. She's extremely crisp in the ring for somebody that young. Uh, I got to give her a lot of credit to hang in there with AC Mac. You got to give it to AC Mac too, for carrying that around, you know, doing great in that match. So uh, great way to start. The fans seem to enjoy it very much. Yes. Also um, she used a song that's older than her, but it was a song when I was young and it made me feel really old. I kind of had an existential crisis watching her entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just a thing that happened. And I feel it's, you know, I feel like she fits she fits in very, very well with like that anytime she is added to a match, I feel like she fits in in very well. I mean, look, there there's plenty of people's opinions on age and such, you know, who how how old should somebody be wrestling, et cetera. 
she she's proved that she can hang in there with everybody. She's gotten the size on her, you know, muscle wise, um, technique wise. I, you know, I can't knock the hustle. She's, she does what she does in there. And, and it was a great match. AC Mack is his personality is top notch. I love that dude. I just love everything about him. Every, every, he knows exactly who he is. I love everything about that guy. And looking like a fun little match here as well. You've got basically the story of AC Mack underestimating Billy Stark. She's inexperienced. Uh, I, I got this. I got this one. No problem. And she get a couple of quick near falls right off the bat. Counters Mac 10 into a roll up for a great fall finish. What I like about Matt AC Mac, he is working like the old school NWA champion. Every time he ruffles, the pick opponent got that chance to potentially be the new champion. He's making, he's making himself look vulnerable. Everybody you believe has that one spot where they might actually pull it off here. And it's going to make it for a big reaction when somebody does finally pull it off. And, and you know, it's funny, don't kill me, um, but if you remember, Mid 2000s, Triple H went through a time where he wrestled Sheldon, Taka, Michinoku, maybe it was early 2000s. Uh, he wrestled Rikishi. He went through like a, a four or five week span, maybe on SmackDown. Maybe it was 99. I, I'm trying to remember 99 or 2000. And every one of those matches, I thought he had a chance to lose the belt on all those matches. So when AC Mack wrestles, he the night before he wrestled Scoot Andrews, um, and that was a great match. I mean, you you hit it spot on, Jayhawk. That's exactly what he does. He wrestles that like gives everybody a chance that thinks like they that there's a chance, a bright spot there. We have Billy killing the neck as well, and that does eventually lead to the finish. Mac with a DDT followed by the Mac ten for the pin. Six minutes and eighteen seconds. Really fast paced. Six minutes and eighteen seconds too. They crammed a lot of action in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I would say they utilized every every second uh, pretty well. Okay. So from there, the scheduled match is Brandon Wimmick against Cole Radrick, but Cole Radrick's not there. So Kevin Koo comes out with Dominic Arini <gasps> and Kevin Koo. <laughs> Mark, still crushing over Kevin Koo to answer everybody's question this week. I get twi- twice. I get to see him. Like I'm so Kevin, blessed. Like every time Kevin Koo wrestles, now he's wrestling twice, too. So. And Arini for that in. He's defending the action championship against Brandon Williams with literally no notice. Like, he just comes out and like, hey, belt's on the line. Let's go. Well, you got to Br- take it everywhere with you. You never know when you're going to need to defend it. Well, can I ask, Brandon Williams, we saw, I, I, the three of us watched, I believe we watched a UWFI show, one of those contender series, and I could swear, he's called the locksmith, right? So I could swear that he was on, I saw him on one of those. Um, I'm not super familiar with him, but I swear that we watched him on one of those uh, uh, paradigm shows. I believe we did. They start. Yeah. A lot, a lot of these start blending together after 100 episodes. So. Yes, yes, he did. He, we watched him and Chris Lyons. I went, back right. to my, I went back to my notes. I'm on top of my game today. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you. Maybe, yeah, maybe I think... Marcy had carried these last 100 episodes. Maybe we don't need to be here. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I, I do so well when I don't have the pressure on me. Except when I have my other podcasts. You know, it's different. Well, I, I think he. this match was... I mean, Koo is awesome. So any, as again, I told you last week, when I see those guys, you know, doing, doing, when I see them on the card, it makes me very comfortable. It, it puts me in a good headspace to know that the match is going to be great. You can really get into it and kind of cheer them on. So um, yeah, another one of those, like just really enjoyable. I don't know if it was eight, nine minutes, but it was very enjoyable. Uh, eight Oh one is what I've got. Actually, you're right. You're right on it there. Hey, starting to get good at this. 
Yeah. Fun little match. You got some good Matt wrestling early on. Uh, Koo gets a leg kick in. It's a legal kick, but the crowd wasn't real thrilled with it. They thought it was low. So Koo kind of leaned into it, did a couple of cuddle hero thing over the cork of it. Uh, finisher come. Brandon William kind of an ankle lock on. Hold onto it too long when he's looking to grip on it. And Koo changed, uh, counter hit into a small package driver for the pin. Yep. There's a lot of fun ankle lock attempts, I think, in this match. That was kind of the center, the, like almost the centerpiece of this match was um, him going for all the uh, ankle lock attempts. And he sold it well afterwards because I really was saying to myself when he limped out with Dom, I was like, how's he going to how's he going to come back out and defend the tag titles later on in the night? But really, really good sell job by Koo. Okay, from there, I hear Broner with Aki Mac taking on Ron Bath Jr. And before anybody acting, I have no idea if it's actually Ron Bath and son or not. I would have Kumko, but it's wrestling, so who knows? These are two huge dudes just blasting each other. Ron Bass Jr. is huge. He is all sorts of big. There was some spots where Broner put him in. I, I think it was a he did a fallaway slam. My God, clearing that dude's body over your head for a fallaway slam. What? He's a huge dude. They were blasting each other in there. It was yeah. It was um. I think my first note is just this is just some some beefy boys going out and like <laughs> big meaty men. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Burner yeah. hit that all the way. Claim the crowd started chanting, "Holy shit!" Like that. Yeah. That was definitely impressive. Yeah, most definitely. That was uh. That and I love Broner. So anytime I get to see him and and see his uh uh what's it called um see his uh evolution into what he is now, which is, you know, everybody wants to see this guy on the card. Everybody wants to see him throw as hard as he can, you know, at, at each other. You just, he, he, de- he delivers every time out now he's at that point. Uh, I also, I gotta, I gotta say this AC max, a real bad influence on him, you know, comparing what I've seen in AIW to now he's just being a real jerk. Yeah. I, I like actually part of the reason I like the pairing, the idea Broner, we get up in Cleveland is maybe fake idea Broner. And as far as the in-ring style goes, there's not a lot of different. But being with Aki Mac, get him a chance to actually work heel, learn how to work heel, make him more all, uh, more uh, well-rounded. So yeah, I'm definitely here for the team. It's it's interesting because he can be he's when he's in like Cleveland and in certain places, he's a huge face. People love him. They just want to see him, you know, succeed and whatnot. And him with AC Mac, it's a really really good um, uh, learning opportunity for him to to stretches character a bit. So, you know, I like to see him as a heel. I like to see him as, as, you know, a fan favorite, but he works really well so far. He's, he's working very well, both. And comes when back at the advantage, Aki Mac cooked the ankle and I allow Broner to hit the Lariat for the pin Four fifty-five, So not long at all. That monster Lariat. He just, Oh, just took his head off. And we go from big meaty men clapping meat to more big meaty men clapping meat, but in a different way, a different way. Absolutely. Noah Hoffman against Jake Holiday. Now, Jay Gold, I know you have not necessarily been Hoffman's biggest fan the other time we seen him here and keep trying to improve in your eye for the match like that. Yes, I, I actually am looking at my notes right now. I was going to tell you, he, I was actually enjoying this match a ton. I, I think, I just think he, he's growing on me to the point where um, I, I'm, I'm completely turned on him, like to where I didn't like him at first. I, it was a great, it was fun. That match was great. He's ridiculous. The hair, the ear things, you know, like he, he's just, I, I re- and I was surprised he got the win. So I was, I was very, very, I'm very, very pleased with how far he's come. 
Hoffman is reminding me of Varsity Club era Rick Steiner. A little bit. You know, that's that's very, very close. He's he doesn't move as well as Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner was is was super athletic. I don't think we gave him enough credit back in the day. He was in good shape and he he could get off his feet. Hosman so far, I like him. He did this ridiculous uh, cannonball into the corner, and I swear to God, he landed on his head. I, I could swear he just rolled on his head through the corner. But um, yeah, he's growing on me. He's 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 impressing me every week. He's getting better and better. And well, Hoffman with the power bomb to get the upset pin, six minutes and fifty-seven seconds. All right, from there, uh, Russian Jackie calling it a clash of style. Get the best way to describe it, in my opinion. We've got Hoodfoot against Daniel Maccabi. Now, I am I have not always been the biggest uh, Daniel Maccabi fan. I just I don't I can go, I, I know everybody likes him and and I could say before this match I could say I go on record and say I don't get him but this was a f- really fun match this was a great match I mean Hoodfoot when Hoodfoot just wrestles God just wrestle stop hitting yourself with light tubes and busting yourself wrestle he's a good wrestler he's a I, he's very entertaining like I don't understand what their what the goal is for him why he continues to um, you know, do these death matches because he is very entertaining in the ring. Stop beating yourself with light tubes. I say do both. They're both equally cool. Uh, you know what? It's fine. I, I think some guys, I think I'm just tired of watching in the, in the death match scene since the pandemic. So I'd like to see him stretch out a bit, you know, give the death matches like six months to breathe and then go back to it. Use it as like uh, I'm turning a little bit. You want to get, you want to get it on. I'm going to, you know, it's time for me to go back to my deathmatch roots. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, he, they both. This was a great match, and and I like Makabe where he wears the different jersey and stuff to the ring. I think that's fun. He's also a hunk, so handsome fellow. Yes, look at the first match. Really gets on the floor for any length of time. Good for it. Somehow finds the only two chairs in the entire building, and they do the and they do the, <laughs> do the spot where they both get down and start trading strikes. Good old fashioned bar fight. Bar fight. And for the record, Dylan Hale said he found the only two chairs in the building. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I just know what Dylan Hale said. Uh, McCobby getting the crap kicked out of him on the floor and just all of a sudden turns into a triangle. And then Hoodford just kind of goes to the eye to break. And one thing I do like about Southern Underground Pro is they do make it clear that everything in referee discretion, or the referee decides that the commission is going to happen on the floor, that's up to the referee. It's not necessarily against the rule of the match. It's not necessarily not fall count anywhere. That's pretty cool. I yeah, like I that. I do like that they make that clear on commentary. Once the match gets in the ring, it gets even better. There's a lot in your fall. A hood foot gets a Kaido Kuplex. That was probably the best fall finish of the entire match. Crowd chaining this is awesome. I absolutely agree. Uh, Maccabi finishing off with a Kirika drop kick, a Tiger Kuplex, and then a forearm with a pin at 11 minutes and six seconds. And again, the Tiger Suplex, the, the Tiger, Tiger Suplex scared me because Hoodfoot's a huge man to try to do that Suplex too. Uh, again, a lot of action crammed into 11 minutes there. And all these matches, mm-hmm. that, that's the longest match we've mentioned so far, 11 kick. All these matches felt like they were longer than that in the sense that there was so much action. You look at the clock and go, that can't be all that was. That's why I love Southern. Uh, that's why I got hooked on Southern Underground because their matches, it's everything is very light and fun and it moves. Like you're not, it doesn't feel like a slog. Oh. From there, we have Adam Preet against Billy Tipton. And I'm going to say it. I was rooting for Billy Tipton because anybody who has the guts to come to the ring to Dolly Parton's nine to five, I am, I'm immediately going to cheer for. I yes. never heard of him. Yes. Who, who is Billy Tipton? Who is this dude? I don't know, but he came out to Dolly Parton, so he's the best. 
<laughs> the first time I've seen him to my, that I can remember too. Like it's immediately, like I'm rooting for this guy. Like I don't care if match could suck. I want Billy Tipton to win. It wasn't going to suck because I love Adam Priest. He is he is the dynamite kid, and he is the new age dynamite kid. His shape, he just looks just like one of the British Bulldogs from the '80s. He's just perfect in that spot, and the guy is just he knows they 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 boo him there, and he he's a great technician. I just like him. I, I like him a lot. I like his shape. He's very lean. He's built kind of like a fire hydrant, but he's lean. You know, he's I, I like I like Adam Priest a lot. I wish he would come north a little bit more. And this one is very similar to the opening match. Priest is clearly the favorite. Oh, Tipton, Tipton's the underdog. He's fighting from underneath. Every time Tipton has a hope spot, anytime it looks like he's going to do something, that crowd is into it, man. Like he, got, he instantly got over that Southern Underground Pro crowd. Now, do you, any chance you have a cage matchup? Do you know anything about this guy where he might have, uh, where he might have wrestled anything in the last year that we might have seen him in? Because I've never heard of him. He does not have a cage match profile, but let me see if Wrestling Data has something on him. Sometimes, sometimes they'll have something. That's amazing that the three of us are stumped completely on where, where he's come from. Don't call attention to it. I mean, call attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing that Marcy is stumped again. <laughs> I am. I'm pretty. I'm not good at remembering. No, Marcy, you're, I, I always look to you for the, uh, for the old stuff. I, I just, this guy, this, the new people, I just, I, I mean, if it, if it hasn't been on one of these big shows that we've seen, I, I can't imagine where this guy came from. Okay, so according according to wrestling data, he's been wrestling less than two years. August eight twenty twenty with a pro debut, and they don't even have the match listed. Wow. Okay. But he he's born in Tennessee, so he's a he got Tennessee Southeast guy. And there was nothing wrong with him. He he held his own in there big time. You got to give Adam Priest some credit on that. But he he looked good. He was. He, I mean, the match was super fun. He did do. It looked like he did do a wrestling open on New Year's Day. He's done, he's done a couple of shows in New Jersey. So he's been uh, Westville, New Jersey. It looks like we've been up north, but he's mostly that Kentucky and Tennessee area. Westville, New Jersey is not north. That is south, south Jersey. That's the H2O spot. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, it's not Tennessee. Either. <laughs> How do you not know your New Jersey geography? I've been I'm, a- just give, I'm just telling you, if he doesn't come up here by me, I, I would be considered up north. Like, like Vince McMahon territory. We are the North up here, the New York office. And I've never seen the guy. So I'm just telling you, it, you know, he, he wasn't all the way up North. <laughs> if, if, if New Jersey North of the Macon Dixon line. Yeah. Shut the- it might, it might be. I don't know. I don't, I don't travel that far South. <laughs> uh, but that to answer your question, he baked out of Tennessee work a lot in, he worked a lot for IBM mid so a lot of Indiana, Kentucky area, and he had done a couple of shows in New Jersey. No, so. I dig it. That's cool. He he really got those fans. They were super excited for him. So good stuff. Yeah. So pre gets the win with the Brain Buster nine twenty one. Uh, and Righteous Jetki is actually mad that Tipton goes to the locker room when he dumped. He, he's like, I want to put the kid over. He did great. He come. He, we we got to bring him back. And I agree. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see him do something else. Um, for for a big company like SUP or something like that. Absolutely. From there, we go to the semifinal. It is Jaden Newman taking on Dylan McQueen. And McQueen pretty much right off the bat at Tawny Newman for how quickly he lost the Bone Storm title. But like he literally didn't even defend the South East. He defended it once in the Northeast, like almost immediately and lost in his first defense. I don't know who Dylan, I don't know Dylan McQueen at all. 
I've seen a little bit of him, but this is like I think my the best showing I've seen. And yeah, no, he was coming out just talking a whole lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple. There's a couple romantic kisses. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know Dylan McQueen, and I'm. I I thought when I first saw McQueen when I passed it, I thought it was Eddie McQueen, and then he came out, and I was like, I don't know. Is he part of House McQueen? I I don't know. It's not part of House McQueen. He actually uh, out of the Nightmare Factory. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so, yeah, Cody Roke and QT Marshall trained. Or QT Marshall, I better get that right. Okay. <laughs> QT Marshall. QT Marshall Mathers. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan, if you're listening, QT Marshall with an Eminem gimmick, book it. Book it up. Now, the, I'm, t- I've, I'm sure I've seen the McQueen once or twice before, but he's never stuck out to me. This was the first time that, uh, that I've really seen him work, to, to my knowledge. I enjoyed them. Not just fancy. Yeah, but that's also goes to to Jaden Newman, who his his evolution, another guy, his evolution is amazingly um, he's he's on another level now. I, I like watching everything he does. And a fast paced match. You go back and forth. Uh, Newman's got a spot where he on the apron and McQueen is in the ring and he just jumped over the top rope and kind of hit the flatliner on the way back in. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. A uh, very unique finish uh, to this match of well, McQueen's got what I can best describe as like a kicker sleeper. Won't got a head kicker going like a rear naked choke type of position. Newman counter could jump by dropping McQueen flat on his fake and just immediately lock in the hangman's clutch for the commission. Nine yeah, that was fucking incredible. Yeah, nine minutes and 48 seconds for the match. Really good stuff. Uh, after the match, Newman and Tika like he's going to shake hands and give McQueen a kick instead. McQueen was pretty happy about that. So I very, think they like happy. each other. Yeah. It's sweet. I, I really enjoyed this match. I think this was this is up there for my favorite matches on the show, just because of how entertaining it was to me. So from there, Richard Jetsky acknowledging that this next match is going to be his last match with Southern Underground Pro. He wants to get everybody in for a group picture. Except for, of course, the person taking the picture. We'll probably feel like shit for taking the picture, but that can matter entirely. So it's got to be someone. Right, got to be someone. But we do have the main event for the Southern Underground Pro Tag Team Championship. The champion, Violence in Forever, Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo, defending against Kuplik Kyle of Alex Kane and Damian Tangra. Uh, my first note on this match is I almost don't want to take notes on this, and I won't take many. Like, I just want to get back and enjoy the match. And, oh, my God, did I enjoy this match. This was fucking great. It, it, you know what? Uh, I, uh, our Damian Tangra, who we, we spotlighted a couple weeks ago, that team itself is, I mean, they're awesome. I wish that I wish that they could have more matches together. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan. I think that they uh, those two look the part, and they look as legitimate as Violent is forever. And I honestly believe, like those two teams just smashing into each other was a absolute joy to watch as a as a uh, as a main event. It was I I love it. I love Violence is Forever. I love. My our friend of the, our friend of IWTV guy Dom Garini, I love him, and I, I Kevin Koo. I just that match was all four guys. It was just a perfect main event for Southern Underground, no doubt. It's yeah, this one was like it was. I feel like it didn't stop at all. I was like I was into it every like little bit of this, and and I honestly could have believed that they could have lost to them. I mean, there it, was no reason. There was no way to like, you know. Did did you think for one second that that uh, suplex signs were were uh, you know outgunned in this? No way. I mean, I honestly thought that either one of these teams could have won, and I think that was what was so special about it. Being 
you know, the main event is that these guys all look the part. Alex King is a monster. He is a massive, thick bodied, you know, scary dude. And it, it yeah, I, I love it. It was great. I, I love this kind of match. Uh, you could show me this kind of match all the time and I would watch it, you know, every show. So uh, I, I, you're absolutely correct on that. I actually kind of went into thinking Kuflex Science might get the belt ahead of time, just you know, not even knowing what the plans were. I mean, at some point, Violent Can Forever has like three tag team, three or four tag team titles right now. At some point, they've got to lose one of them. That's the question. Which one and to who is the first loss for those guys? Wh- who are they giving the rub to as far as uh, the next level of tag team? I am. I would say Suplex Science should be a team that gets it. Um, the Skull could be a team, but honestly, it's it it's so hard to go out and like look at things and say who is going to be the team that beats these guys because they are unstoppable monsters in there. I I mean, it's not in the same vein, but I think Suplex like Suplex size is definitely going to blow up in the same exact way that Violence is Forever blew up in over the last few years. Like, I don't know why I just have this feeling in me, especially watching this match. I'm like, yeah, this it's for sure going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Alex King gives them that legitimacy because he's a title holder in MLW and you have instant credibility when, as soon as he comes out of the curtain, you know, and Tangra looks the part. So you have instant credibility. Dom was doing the same thing, him and Koo and MLW uh, Dom all over the place and evolved, you know, all those things, instant credibility, both of these teams instantly you, if you're on the Indies and they come out and you go, I know these guys, I know they're the real deal. There's not, you don't have to explain either team to anybody you could just go oh, those guys are on tv okay that's it those are the guys you know so i'm wondering who is going when it is maybe less about who but when could be one of the 11 shows this week you never know one of the 11 shows that doesn't have the finale of the masked wrestler <laughs> we'll have to hear about that every week until they book that match aren't we i'm gonna keep doing it until somebody hears it we have people listening all over we have ears <laughs> everywhere let's get it done you can do it in my basement. Just finish that match. I want to know who it is under the mask. Yeah. Uh, it is Dominic Garini pinning Damian Tangra after taking the dragon in 14 minutes and 25 seconds. After the match, Dominic Garini challenged Alec Price for the Bone Storm title. Reggie Jackie is trying to wrap up the show, but Aki Mac and I can't bro attack. And then they end up holding up the tag team title belt as we go off the air. So we got a couple of directions going on here. We got Garini and Prague. One on one, a direction. We got Violent and Forever again. Aki Mac and I get Broner a direction. Could do both those magic on one show. Could do them over two separate shows if you don't want to double book Dom. Any number of ways you can go here. That's right. You could save it for the Mass Wrestler finale. There could be a ton of different opportunities for these matches. But you know, it, now now that you you know you bring up AC Mac and Broner. Yep, another team that's legit, instantly legitimate. You know, it's just there's there's a really nice tag team scene on the Indies right now. So. It's an embarrassment of riches, so to speak. Uh, I think I know where everybody's going, but let's do it for the sake of doing it. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Thumbs way, way, way up. Super up. Like, sorry, up. Easy to watch. Easy to watch. Easy to take in all the wrestlers. Uh, thumbs way up. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I've ever given thumbs down to a Southern Underground Pro show, and it's not going to start now. Thumbs way up for this one. This is great. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and start getting things wrapped up. Uh Marky, why do you have the plug? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at eGirlFemboy, voice spelled B-O-I. 
Um, I kind of was being quiet. I was I was actually being pretty up forward. I'm going to have an episode of X over coming out soon. There might be, you know, we'll talk about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, if you can't tell, I was very hyped on that movie and I need to talk about it. So I'm going to be talking about it for a lot, like a lot, a lot. So, yeah, check that out whenever that drops. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk. Follow me on Instagram, Jayhawk1539. Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash ref Jayhawk. Uh, I've actually been in discussion while we're recording with the group from the A show about when I'm going to be back on the show next. Looks like it's probably going to be within the next 10 to 12 days. Yeah, A show. That'll be the quarterfinal because the tournament of champion. So check that out, DK Kiki Radio, wherever you download your favorite podcast or DKKikiRadio.com. Jay Gold, what you got? Represent us, Jayhawk. You got to win the whole thing, you know. You win, you win the A show. That's all the all the accolades that come with it becomes the IWTV guide show. Take it over NWO style. Marcy and I get in there. We start giving our, our drafts and opinions on <laughs> 1989 NWA shows. <laughs> Adam Van think they named it after him initially, the A show. So the Adam make it after you Jayhawk. Take it over the J show. You know what, the J show. My middle name, Adam. I can still make that. I can still make the A show work. Fine. Well, I will say you can find me on Twitter at jgold12. Uh, tomorrow I will be at home on my couch working. Don't have to go back until Tuesday. Um, and now let me give you the, the plugs from the home office. On the 100th episode of IWTV Guide, home office, we love you. We miss you. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about the brand spanking new merch store over at brainbustertees.com. Listener achievements, we really need you to listen so that we can get booty shorts and track jackets. Um, don't forget to listen to all of our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast. If you catch my griff, The A Show, soon to be renamed, At Odds with Wrestling, X Over, and the card is going to change. And our other friends, uh, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, uh, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks brand after we sponsored their tournament last week. Not Still not sure when that's going to be on IWTV. Um, but we'll get you that information when it does. Set tab photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and Kayfabe Collectibles, which has relocated to Florida. Joey, we love him and uh, all the stuff that's on there. That is all for me for the 100th episode, Jayhawk. And at Scott Steiner, one head. Go Kamoa Joe. You take your 33 and a third per Kent chant, minus my 25 per Kent chant, you've got an eight and a third per Kent chant of winning at Sacrifice. But then you take my 75 per Kent chant of winning if we were to go one on one. And then add 50 kick and two third percent. I got 141 and two third percent chance of winning a sacrifice. He Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spelled a capture for you at sacrifice. <laughs> come in, come in, come this weekend with the anniversary of that promo. I had to throw that in at the end. I'm sorry. Did you memorize that or were you reading that? Oh, I was reading it. There's no way I can, way I can memorize that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, we will be back. We will cover the Black Label Pro Fancy Wrestling Show. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Gonna be real. I'm gonna get all dressed up for it. I'm gonna get into the whole vibe. I'm gonna be fancy. I, th- I think I will too. Uh, the, the, it's not a video podcast, but you guys do what you guys go ahead. Use your imagination. <laughs> just just imagine just being so fancy. That's right. I'm gonna be wearing a blazer without a shirt underneath and a long tie. <laughs> the best part about this is this is not a video podcast. We don't actually have to dress up fancy. <laughs> I mean, what? I I I I will. Yeah, I call some. I call some pictures, and there can definitely come. Uh, I, I mean, there were some people in the crowd that, were, that took fancy wrestling not very literally at all. They were like really casual, but 
I call comparison to people going all out for it. No, I think we're going to do it better in this group. <laughs> you, yeah, you need to check out Tom Waller ring outfit. I'll, I'll pay that without spoiling anything else. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Later. Still nobody fucking with me. Whole crew, all we do is ball like niggas stuck in the bubble with me. Go against me? Not smart. I'm the grand wizard. You want no parts. You a scarecrow. You get no brain like the tin man. You got no heart. Cowardly lying. Y'all be cowardly lying about all the money you make or the money you fake. 22 acres raining money. Soon as you come in my gate, let it monsoon. Where the stormtroopers? If stars warring, I'm George Lucas. Don't blame me if your whore choosing like Easy E. I was born ruthless. Attitude is on nigga rich and driving whips off the dealership. Fuck school. All I had to learn was reading contracts and good penmanship. No censorship. This is real as it gets. I'm a boss boy. You a worker? I'm a savage dog. My catalog will kill. All rappers in a verse. Party through the roof. Yeah. They know we the truth. Yeah. She look like that ooh. Yeah. They gon' buy the tooth. Yeah. We be deep like them truths. Yeah. Got it in my roots. Yeah. We gon' show it on lose. Yeah. End up in the news. Yeah. It's a champagne poppin' ass and Paula hoppin' ass. Mexicana bitch bout to pop shit. For si no sabian esta mami go from speaking Spanish. Hasta barras in inglés. I give you options. Now up in this bitch. I got the whip and bitches topless. Got it on my own. I know the margins and the profits. I listen to tell it how it is and this shit's obvious. It's ludicrous how much money I got up in my pocket. But I got me some haters. I'll get to them later. I'm up in Columbia buying apartments in Grenada. Everywhere I go, I take my flag and I wave it. Sign myself to myself. And now I don't be talking acres. I'm a big bag, get a bad bitch, break her off. Big talker, but I bet I bet on everything I talk about. I'm a looker like my mother and a fighter like my father. Now my cousins out here looking like an episode of Locked Up. If I said it, then I meant it Bitch, I keep it 100, so I'm checking your percentage If I want it, then I get it No cosign, real bad, bitches beat their own credit If I said it, then I meant it Bitch, I keep it 100, so I'm checking your percentage If I want it, then I get it No cosign, real bad, bitches beat their own credit Party through the roof, yeah They know we the truth, yeah She look like that ooh, yeah They gon' buy the tooth, yeah We be deep like them truths, yeah Got it in my roots, yeah We gon' show it, don't lose it, yeah in the news, man. Yeah, said what I said, ho. Uh, I said what I said, ho. Yeah, <laughs> I said what I said, ho. Uh.